Hello and welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast. My name is Jeff and I will be your host for today. This is episode number 81, Sun Protection for Swim Instructors. That's right, today we are talking about protecting your staff from the sun. And that means we're talking about sunscreen, we're talking about shade, and we're talking about getting out of the sun when possible. So today I have a good anecdotal story for you, uh, one that I tell in my lifeguard class, and one that happened today. And it's just for you. Let's get started. I'm really excited to talk about this one. Here we go. That's right. We're talking about sun protection for swim instructors. Now, maybe that means to you swim or sunblock or sunscreen, uh, the white goopy stuff that you apply to your skin to protect yourself from getting sunburned. We're going to talk a little bit about that, talk about some additional things that you can purchase for your staff if you have an outdoor program, and how you can integrate some of these things into your swim lessons so you can protect your skin and staff from excessive sunlight. Now, I used to be a lifeguard. Well, I still am. I My first job was lifeguarding at an outdoor pool for my community. And one of the main things that we had to do was teach swim lessons from 8, I believe it was 8 a.m. or 8.45 a.m. to noon. And oftentimes I did not wear sunscreen like an idiot. And I would actually, I would assume like most people, uh, and I would teach for the next three to four hours in the pool without sunscreen. Um, And it would be hot, it would be sunny, it would be um, intense heat, and sometimes it would be cold and overcast, and and I rarely wear suntan lotion, which was a huge mistake um, looking back on that. So now I am pretty zealous about wearing suntan lotion, and... Uh, In the pools that I'm affiliated with and work with, we have giant bottles of sunscreen, these giant plastic things that look like gallon jugs, and they have a giant pump on the top that you can just walk out of the office, give yourself a few pumps, and lube up with sunscreen. So that's the first recommendation. How do you protect yourself from sun? Use sunscreen. Now, I recommend using at least 50 or 30 if you want to. Uh, but the higher the SPF, uh, the better, uh, and you're going to have a better results with it because you won't have to reapply, uh, or, or it will it'll be more protective for you uh, the higher the number is. So make sure that it is a broad-spectrum sunscreen so it protects against both UVA and UVB radiation, and this is the type of uh, sunlight that damages your skin the most. And if you can, make sure it is water-resistant. So I was talking about those pump tubs. Uh, They are water-resistant SPF 30. uh, And we make sure that we wear that every time we go out into the chair. Um, Make sure it is a broad spectrum because if it's not, it's not going to protect you from getting skin cancer, um, which is the ultimate reason why we're using 
uh, suntan lotion. So make sure you wear it a lot, apply it often, and apply it before each class. Um, I know that I'm preaching to the choir here a little bit, uh, giving you things that you may already know. Um, I want to also give you some thoughts on how you can integrate that into your program. So one of the things that our program instituted uh, while I was still there teaching, this is 20 years ago, was that we all had to apply sunscreen before we started our first swim lesson. So we would all get together, apply swim screen at the same time, or sunscreen at the same time. Uh, we would help eat, get each other's backs. Uh, this was before the spray sunscreen was pretty ubiquitous or all over the place. So we would get the tubes and the bottles and squirt it out and apply it. Um, get your shoulders, your neck, your back, your face. Um, it was it was a pretty it was a required thing to do before we could get in the water. Uh, and if one of our managers saw us without sunscreen, then we would be pulled out of our lesson and forced to put that on. So uh, one thing that you can do is institute a mandatory sunscreen application at the beginning of your swim lessons. Um, the bulk of them, it was the block of swim lessons because we taught nonstop with very little break in between. I think it was a five-minute break in between for us. Uh, the next thing that you can do to ensure that your swim instructors have enough sunscreen on and enough, like often enough is have them get out of the water every class. So if you're teaching a 30 minute class, have a 10 to 15 minute break, uh, provide enough towels that they can dry off and reapply sunscreen after every class. Now this is a bit overzealous because the um, standard is to reapply every hour if you're swimming um, or every two hours. Um, so if you're in the water and you're interactive and kids are touching you and you're touching them uh, as swim lessons are done, uh, then we do need to reapply that frequently. And requiring everyone to get out of the water regardless of what class they're teaching um, is an important thing that if you're willing to implement and follow up on, uh, would be an effective way to make sure that your swim instructors are applying sunscreen. So before every lesson, if you have three lessons of 45 minutes and a 15-minute break in between, then you would have them get out of the water, dry off, and before entering again, uh, make sure that they reapply their suntan lotion. Uh, now, you can do this pretty easily with the spray-ons. Um, I don't think that's the best choice right, at, right before getting back in the water. I would suggest getting a heavier um, cream-based one that you would spread on with your hands. Uh, but you know, your mileage may vary. It may require, you know, it just implementation here. Um, it may require that you have a spray on. Uh, so you just have one person designated to spray people with their suntan lotion before they get back in, make sure they get dry first. Uh, so that's one thing. Uh, a second thing would be to extend the breaks in between your lessons. Now, I know this is not a popular choice that people like to cram in as many swim lessons as they can within an hour. Uh, some people even doing lessons back to back without a break. I highly discourage this. I think it causes more problems than the benefit of having an extra class. My suggestion, if you've been listening to this podcast, is that you should be doing 45 minute swim lessons. Um, how you want to segment out those 45 minutes uh, is up to you, whether you want to do all activities and learning or some games um, or some free swim. But I do recommend that you do a 45 minute swim lesson and then do a 15 minute break immediately afterwards. And this is good for interacting with parents, following up on specific swim skills, uh, doing notes for that day, checking in with your managers, uh, and making sure there's adequate breaks to go to the bathroom and um, apply sunscreen. 
So if you can work out a longer 15 minute break in between classes, I think this would be a better choice. Uh, so you can make sure your staff is getting enough time to apply suntan lotion. I've also found that with the 45 minute classes, we get a better connection with our swimmers. Uh, even with a, a slightly larger class of four to five kids, uh, our max is one to five ratio, uh, if you're wondering. Uh, and uh, with those higher duration lessons, we tend to get a lot done. It actually goes by cr- pretty quickly if you're following the general lesson guides that are on swimminglessonsideas.com. Uh, if you go to the store tab, it's the first thing on there. There's a general lesson sheet for each level, one, two, three, and four. And on there, the general formula is activity, activity, game, or challenge. And if you're following that formula, then the uh, the the flow of the class goes very quickly. And by the time you've done two or three rounds of this formula, you're done with the class period. So um, work in those longer breaks and with that longer lesson, if that's something you're willing to do, and you're going to have better results with your uh, program. So... Uh, That's my encouragement for you. Let's move on to the next thing. Sunscreen. It's the number one way to protect yourself from the sun. Uh, Get it all over any skin that's going to be exposed. Number two is wear hats. So give out floppy big hats for your staff. This will cover their head, their ears, which are often forgotten in sunscreen, their eyes, their face, neck, shoulders. Uh, It's going to be a general overall protection because it's completely blocking out the sun. Uh, And if you have a waterproof hat or just a floppy hat in general, uh, it's going to do a good job at reducing glare uh, to a degree uh, so that your swim instructors can see the kids in the water and protect themselves with shade uh, by having um, something covering their head. And this is going to be an extra protectant against the sun. So there are a number of things that you can... We used to have these white floppy boat hats uh, they made, reminded me of Gilligan from Gilligan's Island. Uh, and I was, like I said, I was a terrible swim instructor because I was always not. I was never wearing sunscreen, which is a huge mistake. And I wanted the sun to bleach my hair because I was vain like that. And because uh, I have somewhat brown hair that will blonde a bit in the sun. And if if I didn't do anything with it, it would get pretty bright during the summer. So I was like that. So I wouldn't wear a hat ever because I wanted the sun bleached hair. Uh, but I suggest giving out these hats. We do it at our, our pools as well now. Um, and they're, uh, they're actually required to wear a visor or a hat for their eyes while they're in the chair as a lifeguard. Uh, but there is no requirement for that as a swim instructor. So I think it'd be a good idea to add if it's in your budget, uh, getting big floppy hats for your swim instructors. Uh, not required, but it is an extra um, protection for your staff. Next um, are the rash guards. And I didn't actually know what these were until I saw, a, and, and this is embarrassing, I didn't actually know what they were until about a couple months ago when I was looking up in a, um, in a in a catalog for purchasing from one of the swim vendors that do swim lessons and lifeguarding supplies. And I was like, rash guards, Why are they, what is a rash guard? And it's a surfing thing that when you fall or get hit by a wave, there's a lot of debris and it can create a rash or on the, um, on the board itself there it's gripped. So you don't slip off and that your arms and stomach and chest can get all scraped up from the, the 
I guess I think I assume it's like a um, I've never been surfing, so I can't tell you the answer to this. Maybe someone can fill me in on what exactly the rash guard came about. But I believe it's from the uh, the sand like uh, grip that's on the I don't mean sand, but like when you put paint and then you put sand in the paint to make it more grippy so you don't slip. I think that's it's the same type of thing for the top of the surfboard. So when you're standing on it, it's not slipping underneath your feet and you're losing uh, your surfboard when you're shifting your weight. It's keeping you on the surfboard when you're um, leaning back and forth so you can manipulate it and and surf. Um, But when you're on your belly and you're paddling, I think uh, the rash guard is there to help prevent it from scraping you up. Um, so, So you can get these rash guards now as for your lifeguards, for your swim instructors, and they're labeled if you want. Uh, and you can put your logo on them. And this would be a good way because it covers the skin and keeps the uh, most of the body from getting direct sunlight. And that's a good thing because it's the sunlight itself directly that damages our skin. If there's something covering it, then the damaging effects of the sun are significantly, almost to the point of being negligible, um, reduced. So some, light, some sunlight will get in, but it's not going to be as uh, damaging as if it was direct sunlight onto the skin. So, um, make sure that, uh, you're covering yourself so you can use rash guards. Um, that's one option that you can do. There are also swim guards. Uh, they're basically the same type of material, but a little looser fitting that you can wear. Uh, there's a t-shirt type, a long sleeve shirt. I, I don't believe there's pants, but make sure you're putting your sunscreen on there. Uh, another thing that you can do is avoid touching. Uh, so not having your swim kids touch you that much because they're going to pull off your suntan lotion. Uh, maybe do some activities that don't require them to actually interact with you. Uh, touch and like hand to hand. So uh, or maybe limit the way which you should already be doing uh, that you're manipulating the swimmer. So holding the head or the neck, um, but not letting them climb all over you. I know a lot of the younger swim swim staff let the kids climb on top of them because it's an expression of fun and excitement, and they don't really know how to handle that and the professional behavior that maybe an adult swim instructor might have. So encourage your staff to keep the touching or the crawling on them to a minimum. I mean, I suggest that you should do that already, uh, but I understand that kids can be playful and we are employing children the under 18 for the most part so they tend to be playful as well um just discourage that as much as possible and by doing that you'll avoid the swim suntan lotion or swim uh, sunscreen from rubbing off um, avoid excessive toweling if you're not going to reapply suntan lotion so if you're really um aggressive with getting dry you might be taking some of that suntan lotion with uh, if you do towel off, make sure that you reapply your suntan lotion immediately afterwards. Uh, that'd be the next one. And the next one here is an interesting thing. So limit the amount of time that you're in the sun. Now, between 10 and 4 p.m. is when it's the strongest. I've always operated from the idea that like 11 to 2 is probably the worst time to be outside, uh, at least in North America because during the summer, because it's the the time when there's the most direct sunlight. And... When you are there, the, the sun's rays are the strongest, so it's more important that you find shade. So maybe let your swim instructors not be as excessive with their suntan lotion or the rash guards or the swim guards, uh, swim like swim t-shirts and stuff, until a certain time. So maybe for the 11 to 2 o'clock time, if you're teaching lessons during that time period, 
make it mandatory that you're wearing a, a rash guard and have applied suntan lotion immediately before. Like at 11 o'clock, the whistle goes off or 10.55, there's a whistle or there's a habit and everyone puts on their suntan lotion um, and puts on their t-shirt or something. Um, and make sure that it's like a standard thing that everyone does and then you can make a culture out of doing it. Um, or you can, if you have the movable shades, so we have these like mobile tents basically like they're like shade providers you can maybe extend them over the swimming pool to a degree or angle them so that the sun's rays are hitting that instead of the kids in the water Uh, that might be another option and those are a bit expensive so um, that may not be as effective Um, and finally last thing is don't teach swim lessons or allow your lessons to be taught in the middle of the day So teach them in the morning and then teach them in the afternoon. This is a pretty basic thing that seems like it shouldn't be a a thing listed on here. Uh, But I'm going to say this anyways, because most of the people listening to this podcast are probably swim professionals or aquatic professionals, which means you're either running your own swim lessons, um, you're doing like private lessons out of your house or independently, um, or you are an aquatic professional that's involved in staffing and running a swim lesson program, or maybe you're new to swimming and you want to get more ideas. Um, that's also a good avenue here. And you can suggest this to your managers or the people that are running your program. Um, maybe think about not doing classes at high noon. Um, it's the part when the sun's the worst, it's the hottest, it's the, uh, it's the natural break in the day. Um, maybe schedule them a little bit earlier, maybe do eight fifteen or eight o'clock to eight, nine, 10 and end at 11. Um, or do them in the evening, uh, four, five, six, seven. Uh, so you do have a number of options here. Um, I, I do want to keep this episode a little bit brief because it is something that I believe is pretty um, understood by most people. Um, but I want to know how you're implementing your anti-sun protection or your sun protection for your swim instructors and your staff at your location. Uh, we are in the peak of summer here. Uh, this is the weekend of July 8th. And so this is going to be going live on July 9th. And uh, I want to know what you do in your program, let's let's say creatively, to make sure that your staff is wearing suntan lotion and wearing a rash guard or a swim guard uh, t-shirt of some kind, um, or providing shade for themselves while they're teaching their swim lessons. Uh, I think this is a good opportunity for us to engage and understand, uh, learn from each other on how we can be creative about implementing suntan lotion. Um, some of the things that we do, which I've said already, uh, we have a it's not a mandatory thing. I would like to make a mandatory, but um, more of advisory role in this case. But it, we have the large pump bucket of suntan lotion that you can just squirt out as you walk out and are encouraged to do. And you have to, you know, it's part of the requirements to wear suntan lotion, but it's not always enforced. Um, the rash guards and like the, the long sleeve t-shirts that are made to be wet, like a swimsuit, but not a swimsuit. Um, hats. Uh, avoid touching, avoid excessive toweling, reapplication, and longer breaks between your classes so your swim instructors have an opportunity uh, to reapply suntan lotion every hour. And the uh, cancer.net actually re- re- suggests that you, if you're in the water and you're swimming, actively engaging, you should be reapplying your suntan lotion every hour. So uh, that would fit in nicely if you're doing a 45 minute lesson, 15 minute break. Uh, you would have an opportunity to go to the bathroom, 
talk to the parents and reapply your suntan lotion. Last thing I didn't mention, and we'll say this is a bonus, wear sunglasses. Damaging effects of the sun can also affect your eyes. So if you're wearing polarized sunglasses, not only will it help you reduce glare, make it easier for you to see your students, but also protect your eyes from the potentially damaging effects of the sun. Like I said, reach out to me. Let me know what your unique tips are for protecting your staff from the sun. Uh, what do you? How do you implement suntan lotion? What do you do to make sure that people are wearing their suntan lotion? And do you wear the rash guards or sh- shirts? Let us know. Connect with me on Twitter at Swimming Ideas, on Instagram, which is generally my more um, interactive one, and that's at Swimming Ideas. Or as always, you can email me Jeff at SwimmingIdeas.com. Uh, Thank you very much for your time. And tomorrow, we can teach better lessons together. Take care.